Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? Truth, at least 
in regards to not writing the body of the work. Oh, I still desire to obey the truth. Oh, now it's not where it be the body, the word truth. And I myself was persuaded. I'm persuaded. It was not of him who called me, Christ Jesus. But I thank God. Knowing my heart, knowing that I sincerely had a desire, walk according to the truth. He showed me the truth. Concerning the persuasion, we'll say the persuasion of Calvin, and how the persuasion of Calvin is not within the call. And so, having been led in myself by a devil working through this particular pastor with unsound doctrine. And by the way, that doctrine justifies itself in the name of humility. Oh yeah. Calvinists attempt to think that because he believes in an unconditional election that he's he's got some extra humility that you yourself don't really have. Kind of like the charismatic things because they speak in tongues, they got a little more of the spirit than what you really have. Come on! The persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole world. Children, the word of God warns that false humility in the book of Colossians. Let's turn there real quick to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter.
thanks be to God, thanks be to God, though I had been leavened with such leaven in the name of humility, albeit a false humility, the Lord Himself, by His grace, helped me to purge myself of that leaven. Exhorted in the book of 1 Corinthians to purge ourselves of the old leaven. We may be of new wealth, as the church of Corinth was exhorted so. We ourselves likewise are exhorted to purge ourselves some things. What is it, dear listener, you yourself, what leaven do you need to be purged of? What is it that's hindering you? from running as you would otherwise run. Now, my landlord, if you please pray for him, his name is Frank. Again, his name is Frank. He himself has been hindered from running as he ought to run by some things. Things that I don't have the liberty to get into right now. But just pray for him. That God would help him, that God would to use me to help him. In fact, when we have our time in the scriptures for William, the first of which would be tomorrow night, I may very well turn to this very same text that I'm going off of right now. But I will say this, don't let the hypocrisy of another leaven you, dear brother, dear sister in Christ, just because someone else professes the name of Jesus Christ as a hypocrite. Don't let that Leaven hypocrite you and make a hypocrite out of you. The word God declares here in verse 10 of Galatians, chapter 5, I have confidence in you through the Lord that you'll be none otherwise minded. They would be of one mind as believers in Jesus Christ. They would be of a mind that is persuaded to love him and to be zealous for him. Even when others may profess his name or not, but they walk as those who profess to know God, and yet it walks in not him, being abominable, disobedient, and every good work reprobate, we're told in the book of Titus. Turn over for a moment to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Starting verse 27, reading down through verse 30. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, but whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, to them the evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. But to you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Verse 30, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me. I'm going to touch on another form of leaven right now, and I would call it the leaven of easy believism. I will go ahead and share this, so I'm sure my landlord wouldn't have a problem with this, it's part of his testimony. At what point, he actually thought, Prior to getting saved, he was saved. And uh, 
friend of his, my name's Tom, was telling me. Asked him if he was saved. And then this fellow Tom said to my landlord, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved. Now, I never asked my landlord this yet, but I can't but wonder if this friend of his did not like, elaborate on that a little bit more, did not clarify that a little bit more. But my landlord, uh, Frank, again, he was raised Roman Catholic. So, of course, I don't doubt that he believed in Jesus in a sense. And what, what Roman Catholic doesn't? But again, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? We know that it means to put 100% of your faith in him for forgiveness of sins, trusting in what he did on the cross alone to reconcile you to God. That same Jesus, that same Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Also said in the context of St. Luke chapter 13, I tell you, neighbor, except you repent, you shall likewise perish. So again, the more directing this love, it will be easy believism. Easy believism is, those of you who do not know, it's a preaching of faith in Jesus Christ that is void of repentance. And that repentance, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, a godly saw the Lord repentance of the salvation, not to be repented of. But my landlord, according to his testimony, as he was sharing with me, after she told this friend of his, Tom, yeah, I believe in Jesus, you know, and therefore, frankly, he was saved. But again, he was raised for the Catholic, and what Roman Catholic doesn't believe in Jesus? Again, also, what, believe, what Jesus do you believe in? Because we know the Word of God warns us of another Jesus in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And surely the Jesus of the Bible was once offered to bear the sins of many, not many times. And it's in the Roman Catholic Jesus with the Mass, the Jesus of Rome was obviously another Jesus. Which I'm pretty sure that that was not clarified at all. But nevertheless, because this friend of his told him that, he was led, my landlord was led, leave you saved. And then all this bad stuff started happening, and my landlord was telling me about how he was getting mad because he couldn't understand why if he was saved, all this bad stuff was happening. God was allowing all this bad stuff to happen. Well, again, my landlord professed admits he was not saved this time, truly. But what comes to my mind when I think of the leaven of easy believers, again, teaching faith in Jesus Christ that is void of, that is void of without repentance toward God, easy believers, Easy Christianity. Easy believism, easy Christianity. Did you think the Christian life is supposed to be easy? Wherever you are listening to this. Because if you are, uh, I will tell you that you have been uh, leavened, you've been corrupted all more by this spirit of easy believism. You know, charismatics, they have their health, wealth, crowd, you know, prosperity crowd, you know. And I know they think that everything is just supposed to be a bed of roses, hence they're all about health, wealth, prosperity. But you know, how many, how question I have is how many sitting in fundamental King uh, James Bible churches have somewhat of the same spirit? Yeah. Totally. Maybe not totally led to the same degree that it cares about. But still they got somewhat of the same spirit. 
again, if you don't think that anything bad is ever supposed to happen to you as a Christian, you're not really, you can let them some of that spirit too, don't kid yourself. Go on. So, anyways. St. Matthew chapter 24. Now, where I was going with this, turn to St. Matthew 24, uh, verses 4 through 9, we're going to look at. Something there Philippians, what we were just looking at, it is given to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on his name, but to suffer for his name's sake. To suffer for his name's sake. Think about that. <laughs> is suffering, humanly speaking, is suffering a good thing? Oh, nothing bad that we're supposed to be doing. Bad happens to you that, uh, that you're, you know, just because something bad happens to you, you're not right with God, or that God's somehow doing you dirty? No. You know, you know what it also comes down to as well, now that I'm thinking of it? Again, St. Matthew 24, verses 4 through 9. It also comes down to a, to a false understanding of, of, of God in, in general, and God's chase. Chastens the son whom he receiveth, scores with every son he received. You know, and I confess, you know, uh, after I got born again, you know, when I was a baby in Christ, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of sometimes, you know, acting like, you know, God was just waiting to, you know, to, to just spank me every time I did something wrong, but no. I mean, I, mean, I, I could bolt my head on something. Uh, 
you know, uh, just reading the book of Acts, just reading your Bible doesn't tell you that. It's not true. Which it should. <laughs> it does, if you're willing to hear. But nevertheless, if you need some extra history on top of that, read the Fox Book of Martyrs. Get yourself some good. Uh, get yourself some good <laughs> church history. And you'll find out that's not true. Go on. But nevertheless, in terms of in terms of books that are actually that have actually been published that you can get your hands on, still fairly easily. Five book of martyrs comes to my mind. Follow Jesus Christ. I've always been hated. I've always going to be hated. But the question is, are you willing to be hated? Are you willing to be hated? He was willing to be hated for you. See the 
that the church leadership. And again, as I said before, and I'll say it again, irregardless, you're listening. What you may or may not believe about the timing of the catching away, commonly referred to as the rapture of the church. I am 99.9% certain that the church in America is going to go through some real persecution for that trouble sounds. And another reason why I say that is because ultimately we know God, we know the Lord Jesus Christ is not impressed with anybody playing Christianity. You got a lot of people, sad to say, particularly in America, who are content playing Christianity. And there's one thing that I can say. You know, you talk about not wanting to offend anybody. Talk about the offense of the cross. Uh, <laughs> go to Israel, where Lord willing, you please pray for me. I'm going to go here in the next couple months. All you have to do over there is say Yeshua Hamashiach, and some heads are bowed and turned. Uh, so you want to confess Jesus Christ, but you never want to offend anybody. Don't even, think, don't even think of going to Israel. I'll tell you that right now. But again, I'm going to save my breath and just say, think of all the other places uh, I would tell you <laughs> not to even bother going. Because, again, it is impossible to confess the Son of God, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, before men. And I'll offend somebody sooner or later. in America with so many professors who are just content playing Christianity and not truly being known of God and not departing from iniquity as those who are truly born of God do it's one thing it's one thing that's gonna how's that saying go well I can't remember what the saying so I'm just gonna say this there's one thing that will draw the line. And there's one thing that will manifest and will make it very, very clear. Who is and who's not playing a game? And that is this thing called persecution. That leads me to the text that I'm going to conclude with here. Galatians chapter 4, verses 21 down through the end of the chapter. Tell me, you desire to be under the law. Do you not hear the law? For it is written, that Abraham had two sons, one by a bond maid, speaking of Hagar, and the other by a free woman, speaking of Sarah. And uh, the bond maid being Hagar in that context, the son of the bond maid uh, being Ishmael, the free woman being Sarah, and the son being Isaac. Verse 23. But he who was of the bondwoman, again, Ishmael.
Nashville was born after the flesh. He said a free will uh, was by promise. Which things are an allegory. For the years of the two covenants, again, allegory. Has to do with uh, symbology. Uh, they, they, they represent something. For these are the two covenants. The one for the Mount Sinai was generous to bondage, which is Agar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and entered to Jerusalem, which now is, is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above his first is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou there, that bearest not. Great forth they cry, thou travailest not, for the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But then, Edith was born of the flesh, first kid, Edith was born of the spirit, even so it is now. Okay, so, you're truly born again. You're truly born of the spirit, dear listener. Fear be faithful to Jesus Christ. As a child of promise, you will be persecuted. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bundle and her son, the son of the bundle, who shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Again, the world, the world is speaking of us as being heirs. God, joint heirs with Christ. Verse 31 to that, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. We know the book of Romans tells us, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Again, verse 10 commands, thou shalt have no other God before me. Who, what is your God? You listen. Are you bound to Buddha? Are you bound to Krishna or any of any gods of Hinduism? Are you bound Mary, are you bowing? Krishna, are you bowing to the one they call Allah? Well, so, you are an idolater, you are guilty. Thou shalt have no other God before me, thus says, thus says the God of Moses. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob came down as a man of the person of Jesus Christ. The Lord said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Second commandment, thou shalt not make any great image, but any likeness of any thing that is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Show mercy and the thousands that will love me and keep my commandments. Whosoever keep the whole law, he has been in one point, he is guilty of all. Okay, you may not bow down to a literal statue. I'll be of Mary, or I'll be named the gods of Hinduism, or Buddha, or... Oh, but you bow down to the, to the image. You see when you look in the mirror, you bow down. You worship yourself and your own pleasures. You're just as much an idolater and guilty and on your way to a lake of fire. Justly condemned before holy God. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. God made Jesus Christ to be sin for you. Even that Jesus himself knew not sin, he became sin for you, the idolatry, the transgressor, who has lived in unbelief before 
God Almighty Jesus said, Jesus, we are going to not get them. Jesus, we are not. If we were thought it was not kidnapped, if we were not kidnapped already, St. John 3.18, excuse me. St. John 3.18, Jesus said, if we were thought it was not kidnapped, if we were not kidnapped already, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, the Lord will not hold him guiltless to take his name in vain. To use the name of God lightly, to use the name of Jesus Christ lightly, as a curse word, joking around with your friends, say God the word they have simultaneously, there's a way you take the name of God in vain, and you are joking as a blasphemer, and Lord gave a lake of fire. On your way there, since you repent, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and died for your sins, and rose from the dead, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit if you were to be a child of cross. Oh, yeah, you're going to be persecuted in this life. You live for the Lord, yes, you will. Make no mistake about it. But God take a residence in you by faith in Jesus Christ. He'll be with you all the way. He'll never suffer alone. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ inside you, you'll never suffer alone. Hey, whatever you're calling God right now, He's not inside you. And you better hope he's not inside you, because ultimately, if uh, you're bowing down to an idol, uh, you're bowing down to a devil, and uh, I would hope there's not a devil inside you right now. But God will take up residence in you. And you will be free. For you and the Son set free. You and the Son, Jesus Christ, set free. It's free indeed. Lord God, clear, thou shalt not covet. Covet shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Thou shalt not steal. Thieves shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Honor thy father and thy mother, the days may be long of the land of sword thy God. Give it thee. Who shall keep the whole law against men at one point? He is guilty of all. All but it says that if thou shalt confess thy mouth, the Lord Jesus shall be in thy heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man, leave him to righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Who shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? We have done according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, so any man should boast. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Put your faith in the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you from all sin and reconcile you to God now. For behold, now is the time, day is the day of salvation. And what if you don't? Boast not thyself tomorrow, for thou boast not for the day they bring forth. The soul of sin it shall die. But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and homeowners, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall their part in a lake which burns with fire from stone, which is the second death. Well, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, moral, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness. God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone. For by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Until next time, God bless you and yours.